Hi guys, welcome back to Women for Women Wednesday. Today I have the wonderful Melissa Yamaguchi with me. Melissa, welcome to My Opinion. Hi Maya, it is such an honor to be here with you. I am so excited to have you on the show today, Melissa. So Melissa and I met on the new, most amazing app out there, in my opinion, Clubhouse. And Melissa, you are so incredible on Clubhouse. You do Chinese readings, Zodiac readings for so many people. You're such a giver. I had to interview you. So tell me a little bit about your story, how you started on this journey. Tell us. Thank you. And I, I, I began teaching feng shui and learning about it professionally about 22 years ago. Um, I was raised uh, by my, my happy International Women's Day, by the way. Yes. I was raised by my family members, um, in particular, my mother and my, on the matriarchal side, to really have this deep appreciation of the land. As, as we nurture the land and as we, as we give to the land, it gives back. You know, you reap what you sow, that, that whole thing literally. And so when I was trying to, I went through um, a really rough time. I knew I wanted to be a mom, but my husband and I waited. We were building our business and then I was ready on my schedule, right? I was ready to be a mom and it wasn't happening and it wasn't happening. And I would get pregnant and I would have a miscarriage and I had seven miscarriages. And oh I thought, gosh. this is something's up. Okay, well, maybe I'm meant to adopt. That's fine. I, I, it, the baby can come to me. So I began the process of that. And in the same time, I began taking up studying. I thought maybe I'd want to go uh, back to college to get my architectural degree. And I began studying architecture and getting all these books. And I started discovering that Frank Lloyd Wright was influenced by this concept called feng shui. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what it was. And I, so that led me to research something else. I fell into it. I started studying the Yijing, which is a lot like the farmer's almanac, which my family used to lay the land. And every single thing that I was reading was clicking and making sense to me. When I was showing it to my husband, who's half Portuguese, half Japanese, by the way, he's looking at it like I have no idea. And I'm thinking, well, how come a white girl from Oklahoma is picking up on this so fluidly? Mm -hmm. I'm meant to teach it. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I, I hail from five generations of school teachers. I taught myself very briefly. <laughs> but I love teaching. So I began studying feng shui. And as I dove into it deeper, I met a lady who is uh, from Malaysia, an older woman who had been a master of it for years. She won't call herself a master. You're not supposed to. It's, it's, not, it's not etiquette, proper etiquette, but she's a, a teacher of it for, at that time, I think 40 years. And I asked her, I said, she said, tell me why you got in, involved in this. And I shared with her my story. And then I said, you know, and I, by the way, I'm, you know, I'd, I'm hoping that I can have a baby or at least adopt a baby. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, we'll try these, try these cures. So I tried the cures. Lo and behold, I, I have a daughter. She's mm -hmm. now 21. My son is now 19, but I had, I got the walls of Jericho came down and I was able to carry these babies to full term. And so I thought, okay, well, was it my mind? Is it a placebo or was this real? And so I thought this is worth my time to really dive in and study. And it's so much more than placing a piece of amethyst in the left corner. It's really about your thoughts, words, and actions aligning and you manifesting your life with full engagement, mm -hmm. full engagement, not saying, you know, we, we're born to a certain fate. 
if you're born um, with any physical disability and you're born to, born to a certain family in a certain geographical location, you may think, well, this is, my, this is my limit. I've reached the edge of the world here. This is it. That's just, that's not, that's what you cannot control. Then you have opportunity that comes before you and this is what you choose. And your, your fate, what you cannot control, plus your opportunities equals your outcome. And so I knew that in order for me, I, I took the role of being actively engaged. I, by the way, was also placing things around my house, but watching how I was speaking, watching how I was thinking, manifesting positive vibrations all around me, only welcoming in the good and pushing the, the, the negative away gently, not forcefully. And I think that I had played an active part along with this, but I see feng shui as a tool. I saw it and I continue to see it as a tool to help us manifest the lives that we're meant to be living. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's how this started. And so my daughter's 21. I've been doing this for 22 years now. And um, my older child is 21. My son's 19. I've been doing this for 22 years now. And I swear by it. I swear by it. Well, I mean, you're living it. So that's so incredible. And I love when I interview women for women for women Wednesday, and because every single time you're what you're living and what you're practicing and what you're helping others with you, there's a story behind it. And I'm all about the story and your story is really beautiful. And you have your two beautiful children from this story and this journey. So now you can share that with others and help others in whatever capacity they need help with. So that's really, really wonderful. So then you got into feng shui and by the way, I follow you on Instagram and I, I love your tips, you know, put the amethyst and, you know, do the, the change in the coins and I have it all done in my house. So I follow you. Yes, I do that. So you guys should too. We'll, we'll plug that at the end, but I also, every single woman that comes on here talks about mindset and I find that so fascinating because it's, you know, it's a different piece of advice from every single woman, but every single woman brings it up. And I talk about it too on my solo cast. It's so important. And it's not just about saying a positive mantra every single day. You have to live it and breathe it and work on it. And that's exactly what you're saying. Well, it's like I always tell my, my audience when I speak, <coughs> excuse me, that I can talk, I can think about, I need to work out and I can talk about it. But if I don't exercise, I'm going to get the same body shape or muscle tone that I had before when I was just talking about it. You have to put everything into motion. And that's not fun. Yeah. We're used to sticking the dinner in the microwave, turning it on and five minutes later, getting it without having to do all the chopping and all the food prep and everything and cleaning up the mess afterwards, gentle cleanup. But that doesn't really serve you in the long term. Just like eating microwave food doesn't provide the proper nutrition long term for the body. Neither does do quick fixes. Anything worth doing is worth doing well. And anything worth doing well means that you have to be fully engaged. And full engagement requires thinking about it, speaking about it, putting little memos up to yourself, trigger reminders, everything. It's, it's, a, con it's a lifestyle. Yeah. A constant lifestyle. Yeah. And I have found that you and I were talking briefly about exposure. And if I'm jumping the pad here, just feel free to stop me. But I, I look at the way I market myself, for example, kind of like I'm, if you imagine that I'm Taylor Swift, you can buy my, you can listen to my album or a song of mine for free on the radio. That's my clubhouse. Mm -hmm. Or you can buy one of my, you can buy one of my albums on 
Spotify or download it on Apple, Apple Music or whatever, you can, you can buy my album. That, and that's another different, that's another uh, social media platform or an email, how you can get in touch with me. Or you can come to my concert, you can buy a cheap seat up in the rafters, or you can sit right close to the stage and buy a ticket to come backstage and take a picture with me. Or you can hire me to sing at your child's 13th birthday party, whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's different variances of exposure and price range. Mm -hmm. And that's how this new approach to 2021 and how it grabs us. You know, we all came out of the hellhole that was 2020. Mm -hmm. Very few of us walked out unscathed. Nobody walked out without a scratch or a blemish somewhere. But now what we have to do in walking into this year is understand how the world is vibrating. It's trying to catch its breath. The planet is quaking. We've had fires and mudslides and this pandemic and the people being sick, the land being sick because there's been nobody to farm the land, till the soil. People have been sick. People yeah. have been dying. The burning of the ashes in downtown Los Angeles, the burning of the ashes, they had to clear the, the EPA had to clear the, the restrictions on the air so that they could burn, do the crematoriums. The crematorium had to do their work because so many people were dying. And everyone kept saying, what's that smell in the air? You could see it all over Twitter, all over Facebook. Everyone's saying, hey, I, I'm in downtown LA. Anybody, anybody smell that? Well, that sickness affects the world, affects the planet, affects our air, affects us. So we've been coming off of this sick, sick, gross sickness of 2020, mm -hmm. walking into 2021, and we are literally trying to catch our breath. Yeah. If we recovered from COVID, if we lost a loved one, we've been, grief has a way of laying on your lungs and it just, it, it compresses you where you feel like you can't catch your breath. COVID did the same thing. The planet's been doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. All the the crematoriums, the, the cremations all over the world. So if we're walking into this year with that heavy and the air is slowly clearing and we're holding the oxygen mask up to our own mask, trying to make our way through and find out what's happening. The one thing that we have to be cognizant of is that in order to advance and energetically advance to the next level, we have to pay attention to the way everything's vibrating. Well, it would behoove all of us to figure out. A lot of us are wanting to work from home. We've been at home more like, hey, I was just, I was twice as productive. And, and I didn't have to come home and do laundry and cook, cook a meal. I had something in the hot pot all the, the Instapot all day and laundry was done and I still got all of my work done. Yeah. So we, we're now starting to reevaluate. Owners of companies are starting to reevaluate and think, okay, let me think. Do I, gosh, the liability insurance is, a, this is a, save, a savior for me. Workman's comp may look a little bit different. We got to figure all this out. And then there's some employees who are like, I got to get out of the house. I'm driving myself. I, I'm going nuts. Yeah. Staying in the house all day. So we're trying to find the balance. The one piece of, of energy that will catapult us to that next level is going to be technology. Yes. It's going to be the digital. It's the digital world. We already know this clubhouse is so new, so fresh. So people are kind of walking in tenderly, like, what is it? What do I do? Yes. Because <laughs> there's the beta program that we're all on right now, but there's not been a lot of other than an article in LA Times and even they don't or Forbes or any of the, the, the magazines, electronic magazines, they don't really understand what it is 100% where they can fully engage. And it's been very mysterious to a point, but we have got to step up our game. And part of it is getting advanced every year. We have to evolve or we mm -hmm. fall behind and the digital world and the technological world demand it. And AI is pushing its way in and we've got to figure out how do we navigate ourselves 
with this artificial intelligence? What do we do? How do we survive and not be fearful? You know, there's four different types of energy that will stymie you. And it's not under, not knowing something and don't not knowing you don't know. Mm-hmm. You're limited on what your options are because you don't know you don't know. So there, there's there's lack of options. And then there's not knowing and and knowing you don't know Mm -hmm. I can't do that I don't understand it so then you're immobilized by fear and then there's I think I understand I I don't know but I believe I might and then you overanalyze to make sure you don't look silly Mm -hmm. and then there's being really smart but playing like you don't know so the four different methods of immobilization are no lack of opportunities fear overanalyzing and procrastination and we can't afford to play any of those cards this year. Last year, you could procrastinate. Mm-hmm. In 2020, you could go, okay, I'll get to it tomorrow. I mean, what are we going to do here? The whole world's on standstill. Right. We're just locked in our houses anyway. So it's the big deal. But you kind of have to come out guns blazing in 2021. And I've, I personally felt that energy. You know, I really pushed myself forward in my own you know, career and, you know, my own company. And I'm coming out with new and exciting things in the first two, three months here because I felt that energy. So that's so fascinating that you're saying that because that resonates so much with me because in 2020, I was like, okay, I'm just glad I'm, I'm here and I'm hanging out and still making it, you know? So that is really, that's incredible. Those four different. So what would like, what advice would you give to people? I know we're saying that, you know, you should come out and, you know, avoid this, but what advice would you give to people, you know, kind of going into 2021? And, you know, I know we're in 2021 now, but how can they avoid those, those four, you know, and how can they push forward and have a different year? Because we are still in the pandemic, but we're in a different place now with it, in my opinion. We have a little bit more awareness because now we, we know that we don't know Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of fear, but we're learning. So we're kind of moving away from that one immobilized, immobilized position. Well, my greatest advice to everybody for 2021 is that what we call the year of the ox is nothing more than a label for the way this earth is vibrating. And the ox, you think about the beast that this ox animal, I mean, it just, pl- it plots along and it plows the fields, the farmers behind it, you know, hitting the rains and the thing just keeps going and it doesn't care if it's raining, it'll just keep moving. It moves when it is fed and it feels good. If it doesn't want to move, I don't care how many times you whip that beast, it's not moving. It's a stubborn energy. So what we know from studying that animal, the genius of this animal assignment in Chinese uh, feng shui never ceases to amaze me. But what we know about this animal ox is it's a hardworking energy. So we take that, we translate that into how we approach the year. This year will reward hustle. You've got to work hard. Nobody's coming in on a white horse to save you. No mm-hmm. one's winning a lottery ticket without having spent, you know, $100,000 and buying the last 20, 20 million of them they did. You have got to walk in the door and work your job, work your plan, plan your work, work your plan, plan your work, work your plan. That's the only way to make it this year. You've got to be willing to hustle. Now you may think, well, I don't, I don't have a job that fulfills me. It's not feeding my passion. In order, the only thing that fuels passion, that fuels purpose is passion. So you've got to start identifying what really makes me happy. Is it growing sunflowers? Is it, is it investing in crystals? Is it making pies? What 
fuels you? Do you like what, do you find yourself gravitate, gravitating towards certain TV shows or Netflix shows or Hulu, whatever? You keep thinking, God, I love that. I, lo I would love to be able to do that. We, our time here on this planet is so, in the form that we are right now, and the way we, we talk and speak and interact is so limited. I don't care if you live to be a hundred. This is, it's a short time. My husband and I have a, a gentleman with whom we're, we're friendly who's 102 and he works out at our local gym. Wow. 102, learned how to swim at the age of 80. He, wow. he, and he has one withered leg. He was kept in a Japanese internment camp. There's like a, he's got like, you know, supposedly marks against him, right? Like this guy has had a rough life. He's so flipping happy to be alive. And we take him out to breakfast every once in a while. And I've, I asked him maybe two or three years ago when he was nearing 100. I said, so you're going to be 100 in a couple of years. How does that feel? And he said, fine. He said, on the inside, I'm still that little boy. I'm still that 13, 14, 15 year old kid. And I said, what would you like to people to know? He said, it's never enough time. He said, I don't want to go anywhere. I love life. So it's going to run. I don't care if you, you were 15 yesterday and today you're 35. Everything moves really fast. And it's yeah. not slowing down because our world is advancing so quickly in that way. It pandemic slowed us down. Kind of. We still have to come out hitting it hard because we've got bills to pay and we got to stay alive. But the most important thing in understanding your life's purpose is to discover what brings you passion. If you say, well, Melissa, I can't leave my job Monday through Friday, nine to five, I have to pay bills. I get it. So what do you do on your weekends? What's fueling your purpose? Why are you here? Because you could then say Monday through Friday, nine to five, I'm a bank teller and that's not really fueling me, but on the weekends I paint or I, saw, I teach salsa lessons or whatever, you've got to find your passion. And when you do, then everything starts clicking for you until then you're just pushing a stone uphill and it's hard. So this year, identify what your passion is, but more than anything, be willing to work really hard and know that your reward will come. I, I look at the year of the ox like a really um, a disciplinarian of a mom. She loves her child. And she says, Maya, when you, I've made your favorite cookies for you. When you come home, you can have a nice cold glass of milk and your cookies, they're nice and warm. However, do your homework first, feed the puppy, and finish your chores, and then you can have your dessert. That's how this year is. If we feed our puppy and do our chores and do our homework, at the end, we'll get the cookies and the, the cold milk. That's how this year is. And so that's my best advice to everybody. You yeah. have to be willing to hustle. I love that. Yeah, that's great advice. And I love what you said about passion and purpose. And it's giving me chills because I actually did a whole solo episode about this. <laughs> and I even do a lot of posts and I'll just do something simple and say passion equals purpose, like literally just do the equal sign, because I feel so strongly about that. When I started my, um, my podcasting journey, my podcast was about something totally different and about reality TV, because I had this experience and I didn't want to do it anymore. And I was like, I, I relaunched my podcast talking about leadership because it's my passion. I love talking about this with especially young women stepping into leadership and, and talking to them about things that I wish I knew it's my passion. And, you know, no one's going to sit there every day and tell you to go record a podcast, go do this. So you have to have that, that feeling that lights you up inside. And that's what keeps you going during a pandemic <laughs> and doing these things and fulfills you. Well, and, and, and you're good at it. 
This is why, this is how you know that you're doing, when you find results and people respond to you, that's when you know you're on the right track and you feel good. So everything's vibrating in a way that it's supposed to. Our lives on this journey are not meant to be strife with pain and mayhem. And if everything is constantly running against you and you feel yeah. like not get ahead, you need to pull back and not blame yourself, but try to figure out what can I do to shift? What am I capable of doing? And if you feel stuck, reach out to get help. So it's interesting that you talked about working with young people. I, I've been recently hired by the National Ch uh, Charity League, but I, my audiences have been from age five to 100. I've spoken mm -hmm. to everybody. And recently I met with a young group of girls by Zoom and, and the mothers were saying, Melissa, we're gonna apologize ahead of time because the girls are, you know, you may not, it may be hard to get their attention, they're 15. They were delightful. And, yeah. they, were, and they were so engaged. And the one thing I kept saying to them I kept asking them, why are you here? Not why are you here on this Zoom class? I know why you're here. It's part of your mark. You have to get so many points towards doing something. But why did you land on the planet? Why did you decide to be born? And they are looking at each other like, what? We were eat why are we here? After having seven miscarriages, I know how tenuous this life is. And I've often, I've always told my two children, look, you fought through the, the seven before you took the took the exit train straight back to where they from where they came you two stuck around mm -hmm. so now that you're here what are you going to do with it and so I've asked these girls if you can get to a space in your life where you own your energy and you say well this is who I am this is where I feel my best this is where other people respond and receive me positively this is where I can make some money if your definition of success is making people happy and have, being able to pay your bills if your definition of success and being happy is you've got tons of money coming in more than your wildest dreams, and then you can take care of your mom or whoever else around you, whatever your success rate is, you must understand that the road to success and the path to happiness meet at the spot where you are able to accomplish both. You're identifying your definition of success and measuring your, your definition of happy. And when they meet at that arc, you're killing it. This is, you're, you are owning your life. I agree. So it's identity. We uh, too many times we don't even have our own identity. I identify. I'm sorry. Definition of what is success to me? What is happiness to me? And you know, all too often, some of these younger girls that I speak with will say, "I can tell by some of their answers that they are basing their definition of success and happiness off what they're seeing on social media with celebrities." One hundred percent. Yeah. Now, I'll say to them. How did she get, let's, let's use this one gal in particular. How did she get there? And they'll say, what was her family? And um, well, I said, do you believe, uh, my husband's a hair designer. I come from this world of beauty. I know what it takes. Do you believe that just having a, a celebrity name and slapping it onto makeup makes you an expert? No. Okay. I said, let me tell you what goes into making makeup. It's understanding the mineral contents, understanding that the, all of the ingredients so that you can understand the different effects on different skin or if the person has rosacea or, ac or it's acneic or severely dry, dehydrated from their, maybe the birth control pill, blah, blah, blah. And they're looking at, it, at me and I said, do you believe that this person that you're telling me has the most amazing, successful, happy life has that, knows that? Probably not. I said, okay, does it mean she shouldn't be able to be engaged in it? But what do you think it took her to get to that point? So once we can sit down and analyze, and our youth have an advantage with a disadvantage. The disadvantage is they are so inundated with all these celebrities, and it shifted a little bit during pandemic, a little bit, not enough for this age group, 
but they don't realize that the power lies within. Yeah. They think they need to mimic somebody else's life. And I, you know, we tend to glorify on social media. I mean, nobody wants to see everyone's dirty laundry. I've, I've seen a couple of social media posts where you read the post and you think, oh my God, I've got to call 911 and get this guy some help or get this yes. <laughs> yes. deal a little far too much. But on the other end, it's so, um, it's painted in such a, uh, an unrealistic way mm-hmm. that our youth who don't understand that fine line between fantasy and, and reality, they don't understand it because even reality TV isn't reality. When a- I should know, yes, <laughs> 100%. It's not, yeah. Like, oh no, I was told to, you know, pump up this topic. I was told to create this. Absolutely. This storyline. Mm-hmm. So our definition of even, and I take it back even to Facebook. What is a friend? Yeah. I mean, who are these, who are these friends? Yeah. You know, I've got, I look on my Facebook page and there's thousands of people. And I think, I bet I know, no, comfortably. 150, maybe 200. Like, I don't know these other people. Right. Okay. It's okay. I, I try my hardest to not post too much personal stuff. My family gets all the personal pictures. But I think in this age, when we are trying to guide our young women and, and keep ourselves in line as, as women, is that we, we must continue to practice what we preach. And what we must preach is that passion equals purpose <laughs> and clarity depends on your engagement. You will not be clear about what that passion is until you are fully engaged and making, you have to, from every aspect, in feng shui, if I can bore you with this, it's a little bit, I'll try to kind of minimize it. When you don't see it, it's hard to get to visualize it. If you can think of a stop sign, and now I've pulled out the, the sides to make this elongated octagon. If you, at the top of it, put reputation, and then to the right of that, you put um, love and pa- love and passion, and then right below that, you place creativity. And then you put mentors. And then you finally your career. Moving on around the octagon, you place um, self-education and growth. And then health and family. And finally, you put finances. In the middle is you. When I go to work with someone, I look at all of these topics that encompass your life, from your reputation to your career to your bills to your love life, your health. I look at that entire blueprint of you and we start identifying who you are and where you fit in with all that. And if you have been, if you have, well, my mom and dad vote this way. My, since, since my great grandparents, we've always prayed this way. Mm-hmm. And my, everyone loves this way. If you are just following the message of the family before you, then you're doing a disservice to them and yourself and your journey here. Yeah. So why were you born? Right. Why are you here? And if while, while you're here on this short ride, may we all live to a short 100 years at least, figure out what you're doing and while you're here. And that's why I teach and study feng shui because it is a small tool to help you tap into who you are. I know that you're the year of the tiger. Yes. So, <laughs> on a social level, A, the way that the energy of you, when you're out and about, the way that that energetic vibration matches up to the energy that's coming from the earth, it's so positive. It's like jet fuel. You're just going to be able to get ahead. And so someone who's next to you who may have an energy that's not as strong this year may think, what is Maya doing? Like, who does she know? Who are her connections? It's the way you've been fueled. You are, you're vibrating with the earth this year instead of clashing with it. Mm-hmm. So that energy is all around us. We don't have to see it, to feel it. 
You know the difference between a funeral home and outside the nursery at the hospital. You walk in and the energy is totally different. Even if nobody talks, even if you don't see anybody cry, it's a heaviness to a lightness. It's, it's sadness to possibilities. And we feel the energy. Well, you, my friend, are going to be, I'm going to be checking in with you because I'm going to expect to hear major things with you because it's going to be. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. You must do is you must rest this year. You yeah. must rest because it's going to be coming at you so fast and furiously that it can wear you down. If we don't pay honor to the body and re- give it proper rest, really having the best bed, the best pillow, the best sheets, the right temperature in the room for you to get your optimum sleep, then all of that, all of those gifts that the universe is bringing you fall flat. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, Melissa said I was supposed to have a great year. I didn't have a great year. Well, mm-hmm. it could have been, it could have been amazing if you would have rested. That's the number one message for tigers this year. Please rest because we need you running. I've heard you say that. Yeah. In, in our favorite clubhouse, I've heard you say that. And it's so interesting because when I, I've already had like a great, you know, two months of the year already. And it, I've burnt myself out a little bit. So I've like learned my lesson and now I'm like, okay, like at least one to two days a week, I'm trying to have rest days because okay. I feel it. It's coming at me very fast. And I I'm like, that's cool with me, but I know that I need to take that time and rest. So yeah, I didn't know that this was going to be a good year for me. So I was excited when you told me that. <laughs> so brilliant. And, and by the way, it's not, you are the year of the tiger, but the tiger can fall anywhere in that birth chart from your year, month, day, or the time you're born. Mm-hmm. So if the tiger lands anywhere in there, it serves the same energy, but it's strongest when it's on your year. That's where that's it's awesome. Awesome. Because that's your outward appearance. That's how you greet the world. Mm-hmm. And there's fuel. So you are received so much more open-armed than someone who's, some of our energies are going to be saying, hey, did you know that two plus two is four? But the people who are receiving them are going to hear, hey, did you know two plus two is seven? And they're like, okay, she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Right? And you're thinking, how come they're not receiving me? Because they're not understanding. You're not, your energy isn't vibrating. It doesn't mean all is lost and you should pull the covers over your head this year. But it does mean... If you own your energy, then you own your life. If I'm in a bad mood, then I shouldn't speak. If I'm struggling with getting you to comprehend what I'm trying to say to you, Maya, I can't assume it's you. I have to pull back and say, okay, let me see. And have I done everything possible to make sure that Maya is getting my message? And if she's not receiving it, let me try a different approach. It does. It's not a victim stance. Mm -hmm. It's a empowerment stance. You posted something on your Instagram that said, I will, gosh, let me see. I, I'm going to pair. I don't want to slaughter. You said something about um, apologizing and, 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 and regrouping or something is, is in a sign of weakness. It's a sign of good leadership or something like that. I can't remember verbatim. You said something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trolling you and going through all your stuff. So I mean, it was a little bit further down. But the minute I saw it, I thought, that's oh, brilliant. Because regrouping, redefining, re-situating re- yourself does not mean you've given up like well no this is my this is my stance on this and if Maya doesn't understand me then her loss no my friend your loss mm-hmm. because Maya will continue to live her life but if I've missed an opportunity to share what I know with you maybe you didn't understand that marketing let me try a different way here with you. let me try to come at you a different way that's what this year is all about it's about us stepping into who we are acknowledging it saying hey I'm in a bad mood or I'm sorry I'm having a rough day let me try this again Maya I apologize that doesn't mean that I'm the victim. I'm the, I'm a failure. It means right. that I respect you and my message enough to try again. So it, this, this year, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of work, but it should be fun. I mean, what better 
what better subject than your own life? Yeah, I love that. The year of the ox. I didn't know much about the year of the ox. I mean, I've done some studying about the tiger because I'm the tiger. And I've always been fascinated by it, but listening to you and learning more about it. And then obviously you gave me some insight too when we connected about, you know, my chart, but I want to learn more. Um, but this has been such great feedback and information. And I hope the listeners get some information out of it too. So basically we need to focus on ourselves, find our energy. And, you know, if you're having trouble communicating, you know, look within yourself, you know, and focus back on yourself and try again, because this is our year. We need to step into the hard work for the reward. That's right. That's exactly right. Once you've determined that your life is worth investing in, investing the time in the reward, your return on your investment is just huge. Love it. I love it. Melissa, you are so amazing. I'm so glad I got to interview you. This was so awesome. So tell us, okay, you do readings. Um, You're on Clubhouse. What days of the week are you on Clubhouse now? I'm on Clubhouse in the room currently of Sarah Holland and Ianthi Morrow, and it's Mm -hmm. at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. GMT. And I'm, I'm on there and it's, the topic is feng shui and you'll see my name on there along with Sarah and Ianthe. And I've had a lot of people call me and say, why don't you do your own room? Let me, Maya, when I'm on the club, <laughs> the phone is sitting down over here somewhere. I don't have all my glasses. I'm not reading. People are messaging me like crazy, but I can't because energy is 21 year, 22 years of study, but it's also highly intuitive. Mm-hmm. So Oftentimes when you've heard me speak, you've heard, I'll say something like, and it's literally, I look like a puppy that doesn't understand something when I'm, somebody's talking and all of a sudden I'll turn my head and I'll say, is something going on with a member in your family? Mm-hmm. And that is based on the, the, the vibration of their responses in, in alignment to what I'm seeing on the chart before me. Sure. And so, uh, it's intuitive because I've been doing it for so long but it's also years and years of practice and study, right? So intuition based with experience. And that's what that, that's what creates the art. Yeah. I do readings for individuals. I just, I spoke with a lady the other day from Tel Aviv who had her laptop and was walking me around her home, showing me. And I said, okay, in this area, you need to move that. And I do that. And that, that is, it's satisfying. My biggest work comes from, um, when I'm on, you know, the pandemic could have halted, but when I'm on stage, because then I can reach out to 5,000, 2,500, 220, doesn't matter, an audience and get them with my energy to understand how this works. Yeah. Clubhouse is brilliant because I've been able, I've been exposed to people all over the world mm-hmm. who otherwise would have never heard of me. But I also have in the next couple of days, an app, well, next couple of days, I say that and my app guy's gonna like stab me. Um, he said, he said by the end of March. So I'm going to be hopeful. I'm going to be positive to put it out there by the end of March, 1st of April, at the latest, I'm going to have an app called my energy and my, you have my opinion, which I fell in love with the minute I saw it, a play on your name. Thank you. My energy, my is Melissa Yamaguchi. So my energy. So I'm teaching you my take on this energy. I love it. Hey, a lot of our, our feng shui is all about how to put things around our home, but that's not enough to me. I'm more interested in you because I can make your house look beautiful. I can, I mean, you're, I can tell from what little I can see, you've got really great taste. So I'm sure your house is amazing and you can move a few things around that make it perfect when it comes to feng shui. But if you're, if you're not vibrating in a positive way and you're messed up, then the house means nothing. Yeah. 
beautiful girl who's ugly, who's mean on the inside, right? So we, I, I am more interested in focusing on you as an individual. You are the greatest conduit of energy. Humans have the greatest bundles of energy than anything. And it's fluctuating. It's moving all the time. If you take a crystal, it's static. So my app is coming out very soon called My Energy. It's going to be web-based. Um, I, I want more control and I will be able to move it around. So it's going to be web-based and it'll be on the My Energy website. Um, and also I do the private readings. Most people right now reach me, if not from word of mouth and reach out to me via my email, which is myenergymylife at Gmail. They also find me, they DM me on Instagram. Yep. I've had to, I've had to get a little bit of assistance because Clubhouse has made it really just go crazy. But Blown yeah. up. so I typically always deal with corporations and big, big companies but I find a lot of satisfaction in helping anybody. So that's how I can be reached. And I appreciate you offering to uh, have me on your show and be able to meet with your, your listeners on this format. I love it. I'm so excited for your app. I can't wait to see that. So I'll make sure that I post that for everyone too. when it comes out. I'll send you, you, so I'll send you how they can look, what it's going to look like and how, what they can look for, like how it's going to look. That'll be awesome. Yeah. I'm going to be perfect. Yeah, I will send that to you. I made myself a note. I'll send that over to you. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you, Maya, for having me. It's been my pleasure. And you guys have heard it from Melissa herself. It's the year to work on yourself, align, and it will pay off in the end, the year of the ox. And I'll make sure to drop all of that in so they can contact you, um, Instagram, email, whatever's best for them. And thank you guys so much for listening to Women for Women Wednesday on My Opinion. We'll see you back here next week.